I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Hello and welcome to episode 269 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. How have you been? I've been good. Um, You know when you go to the grocery store and get something for a recipe and then like you realize you don't need that thing for the recipe and you think like what the fuck am I going to do with you no so I went grocery shopping last night okay and I I had this because we don't do the HelloFresh box anymore because HelloFresh was going to be fat but that's another story for another day um but there was this soup that I really liked from it, it was like Really good, really healthy. It was like this, like Szechuan shrimp soup. Oh, that sounds. And good. for some reason, you know, I was reading the ingredients. I wrote down the ingredients because I did a grocery list yesterday. And for some reason, like I was like pretty confident that the recipe needed leeks. So I went to the store and I got like leeks. And these motherfuckers are big. Like they're they're like a yard long. Well, not like a yard. I'd, I'd say like they're like a, a foot and a half long. Like they're pretty, pretty big leeks. Yeah. And then I get home and I realize I don't need the leeks. So now like what the fuck do I do with these leeks? I mean, mm-hmm. I've already asked my coworkers and like they're like, Brittany, what the fuck? Like we don't need leeks. So what do I do? Just I don't know. Put them in. You could have put them in the soup anyway. I mean, the leeks are delicious. Just roast them and then, like, yeah, put them in some stew or something. Yeah, I'm thinking because tomorrow night, because we're doing tuna steaks, like maybe like sautéing them oh, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that we should be, be good, good with tuna. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, tuna steaks were, I think it was like two of them were like for like eight bucks, and I'm like, that's a good deal. So I got some tuna steaks. So that's dinner tomorrow night. So I'm excited about that. But here I am with these leeks. I don't know how it happened, but I have <laughs> I own leaks now. But other than that, I think yeah, I, I think everything is going fine. I mean, like, is it fine? Maybe. Um happy October. It's it's not happy October. I, I don't know. 
Halloween is not my holiday. You know what holiday I'm waiting for. I'm literally counting down the days until I can put up my Christmas tree. Oh, I thought you were going to say Timothy Oliphant and Cake Day. Yeah, that's that too. I'm going to decorate my whole room with pictures of Timmy Oliphant and cake. Like different types of cake. You have a red velvet cake, chocolate cake, carrot cake, and then different Timmy's from different movies. Like that's going to be like my interior decor now. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. But how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Um, I was sick last week, which is why we didn't record. And then uh, Friday, New York got all of the rain in the world. And I got very, very scared because I was at work. And I'm seeing pictures of all these places in Brooklyn, which is where I live, where there's, like, people walking out on the street and, like, water's up to their knees. And I thought fuck because my apartment has flooded the past two years and so I thought my apartment is definitely flooded and finally because I went to work uh, you know because I'd missed the day before my boss is out of the country this week so like there's stuff I needed to get done before he left but I was just like finally around like two when I would normally go on lunch I just went to my boss and I'm like um I need to go home because I am really scared about my apartment because I'm like some of the videos, uh, if you haven't seen videos of the flood in New York, like take a look because it's pretty gnarly. But yeah, so I was just like not anything done. And then I had the longest subway ride home ever, partially oh. because most of the subway was shut down because of, again, all of the water in the world. Uh, and also just because I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And it was a thing like when I walked in, like I was like, I came into the building and I'm like standing there with like that the door of the apartment because you come in on the ground level when that's like my roommate's room in the kitchen there's the bathroom up there and i'm just like looking downstairs going i don't i don't want to go downstairs because <laughs> that's where my bedroom is in the basement and then i did and absolutely nothing leaked at all completely bone dry like I've had times it's rained like just normal rain and like some of the like water has come in the because I my my bedroom also has a door that leads directly outside to our to our backyard and I've had just normal rain come in from there before mm-hmm. nothing not at all everything was completely dry it was huge relief and then I just like basically collapsed because I had been so stressed out I had been sick the day before I knew the storm was coming. I was up all night being worried. I was at work all day being worried. And I carry all of my anxiety in my stomach. So I mm-hmm. just literally make myself sick when I'm worried about things. And so that I was just, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to sleep forever. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy. I know because I was looking at pictures too. And I was like, oh God, my mom even texted me. My mom, she's on, she's been on this like big vacation. And like, I think they're in Greece now. And she texted me. She's like, is Emily okay? I heard oh, about the rain. That's and I was so like, sweet. I know. I was like, yeah, she is. Thanks. I know. That was really nice. I, I know. I'm I, so- uh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, I'm just so happy that you're safe and there's no, I was drowning. There's no rain. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I think I scared the shit out of Kev. Well, actually, I know I did because I had texted him being like, hey, I'm headed to Marley to check in the apartment. And, 
And then when I got here and everything was fine, instead of messaging him, I'm like, oh, I'll just call him. <laughs> so he, he missed that call because it was actually it was, it was his parents' uh, 50th anniversary. Happy anniversary to them. But Aww. so they were all out to dinner. So like I'm getting re- you know, like he missed the call. And so I'm getting ready to, to message him. He's like, hey, everything's fine. And then he immediately called me back. And they were they were like walking around after dinner. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But he was very worried because he is a sweetheart. That's so nice. Yeah, oh, and we have, we have further, we have pretty much planned stuff for my trip now. I got my flight tickets. Um, so as I've talked about in this uh, podcast before, like I'm a huge fan of the Wolf Hall books by Hilary Mantel, which are about Thomas Cromwell. And recently they discovered this copy of the book of the hours, which is like a type of like prayer book that had been like in the collection at this university, you know, for literally centuries. They are fairly certain it belonged to Thomas Cromwell, which they only found like realized like within the past few months. And that is going to be on display at uh, Haver Castle, which is uh, like the Anderlin's family estate, uh, along with the one that Anderlin and Catherine of Aragorn had. And I knew that this, like this uh, um, display of it was ending in November. The last day of the exhibit is November 10th, which means I get to see it because we're going to go. I get... I get to London on Thursday, Friday. We have tickets to see the castle and the grounds, which are look gorgeous anyway. It's like all these beautiful gardens and and stuff. But yeah, so the very last day, I get I get to see a book that Thomas Cromwell owned, which is insane, and kind of like I can't wrap my head around because you know we live in America where nothing is old. But yeah, so we're gonna do that, and we have a really nice dinner booked that night. And then Saturday, we're going to do an afternoon tea because I've never done like a proper, you know, where they bring out the little pastries and stuff on the little tiered plate. Ooh. So we're going to do that. And because we found a place and it, like I was looking, you know, I was looking for places and I found this place. And it turns out it is like two blocks from the Sherlock Holmes Museum on Baker Street. Ooh. So then I get to see Sherlock Holmes Museum. We're all going to walk around Camden Market. Our hotel is like a 10-minute walk from a cheese shop. Oh, cheese. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting very excited. It's in 35 days. I just want to see my boyfriend again. I'm I'm so happy for you. Not because you're getting cheese and I mean, because you're getting afternoon tea, but also because <laughs> you're seeing Kev. You need to get in those little those little triangle egg sandwiches. <gasps> they have you, that on the menu. The egg, yes. egg and press sandwiches was on the menu. Yes, you get those because that's what I think of afternoon tea. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little cut. There's like several different kinds of finger sandwiches, and it's like scones and cakes. They say finger sandwiches. Okay, so like, because is it proper? Like, do you have to do small bites, or can you just like swallow it whole? Like, well, you just I, I no mean, judgment. I think you at least want to chew it. 
Well, I know you're going to chew it, but I mean, it's so small. Like, is it rude if like you just go in for like one big bite versus like multiple like little bites? I don't think I think they generally speaking, when I have seen finger sandwiches, they are not like single bite size. They are small and dainty, but you will still take a bite of them. I would. Okay. but maybe they're very small. I'm just thinking of like proper like etiquette for afternoon tea because I mean uncivilized American here has not been to afternoon tea. So like I if I ever make it to afternoon tea, I need to make sure that I and Carlos are ready. Yeah, I don't don't know know how much of tea person. Oh my god, I love tea. And I have some good sounding teeth too. But I know like so like if you're reading like a croissant or a pastry that you're putting jam on, you don't spread jam on the whole thing. You pull off a piece of the pastry, you spread jam on that bite of it, and then you eat that bite of it. Oh, so like yeah. one at a time. Yes. I just heard this recently. I listened to an etiquette podcast of all things. But I want to know, like, one of our resident Londoners or I'm not sure London, but, you know, I think of afternoon tea and I think of, you know, fancy etiquette, celebrities. I think of (laughs) celebrity artists and good friend Chris Hall. I mean, the other thing, I mean, afternoon tea is like there's a lot of like class stuff going on there. And we're we're going to a like a nice looking place, but we're not going to like, you know, it's not like the Four Seasons or something like that where I would be incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, like places that like celebrity artist and good friend Chris <laughs> Hall goes to because I mean yeah. he's, he's very he's posh. four seasons. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely very posh, Chris Hall. He's so great. Oh my God, his dog is so cute. Your dog is big now. The dog is probably taller than me now. <laughs> she is. She's yeah. She's so like every time I see pictures of her, I'm like, how is she that big? She was just a little puppy. Are you meeting the dog on this trip or another trip? No, because I am just, we'll just be in London on this trip because I'm just there from Thursday to Sunday. But when I go over in January for Kev's birthday, because he is turning 50, I'm going to try to take like a week off and then I'll be, you know, like, they, they live like 20 minutes apart. So then I am hoping that I can meet the dog. The celebrity dog from yep. the celebrity artist. I mean, also, I want to see my friend, but mostly I want to meet the dog. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of celebrities, um, have you heard of, you know, my good friend Taylor Swift has decided to start a hobby of enjoying football? Yes, I did see that. It seems like she specifically enjoys one team of football. One team and one beautiful man named Travis Kelsey. He is very handsome. Yes. And seems like good. Like he's done like ad campaigns for like encouraging people to get vaccines and stuff. He checks all of my boxes. Okay, what That's are your rare. what are the boxes for Taylor Swift's boyfriend? Uh Approves of the vaccine. Okay. Check. Um, good family. Check. Um, a good person. Check. 
nothing not racist. Check. Um, wasn't there on January 6th. Check. <laughs> There's a lot of checks. There's yeah. a lot of checks going on. He has a good family. Seems like he's a good kid. Um, I mean, I say good kid, but he's older. He's fucking older than me. Um, he does have a history on reality TV. Um, the E! Entertainment Network had, like, a little show where, like, he found love. And oh, what's yeah. ironic? Yeah, what's ironic is the girl that won is now having interviews being like, he cheated on me. And he, his camp is coming out being like, um, no, that didn't happen. And this relationship was like 10 years ago. So. Yeah. I, I saw know. a thing that was like, like talking about like the timing and like some of the dating there, but he's like, we had actually broken up before that, but I wasn't allowed to say anything because there's, you know, like agreements you sign when you do a reality show. But I don't know. know. Like, look, it's not like I know this dude. He might be a fucking creep, but he seems nice. And I like how much he obviously like likes her and went for it. Like, I yeah. found that very charming. Yeah, because at first he went to one of her concerts and the whole thing with her concerts, because she has a lyric like that says, like, make the friendship bracelets, take the moment and and take it, taste it. I don't fucking know. So people make friendship bracelets mm -hmm. so he made a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it and he tried to give it to her but he found out that you can't talk to taylor before or after the concert because she needs to save her voice because you know she's going on for three hours a night like holy shit i mean i can't even have a training session with my employees and you know for two hours and not feel my voice a little hoarse so that he tried doing that and then they kind of start, like, casually dating. And then that's when, like, the rumors start. And he's he has some interview or something. And he says, like, you know, I put the ball in her court to see if she wants to see me play football. And then she saw him play football. And with it was the mom. biggest. Yeah. With his mom. This is the biggest thing to happen to football. <laughs> it's the biggest thing. And then she went to the last game at the, the Jets versus the Chiefs. She was there. She had a whole entourage of people. Sophie, Sophie Turner was there. Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, um, yeah. Rick Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman. What a crew. What a fantastic crew. So they saw that. And I admit, it's getting a little bit too much. Like, the NFL, like, they keep, like, mentioning her or, like, putting stuff about her in their Twitter bio. It's a little, even Travis was like, guys, it's getting a little too fucking much. And the NFL like said some like really shitty statement about how, oh, like we're fine. Like this is completely kind of like putting him down, like kind of like get back in your lane, buddy. But we're talking about the same organization that tried to continue a football game when someone died on the field. So I don't yeah, think the NFL has know, any legs to stand as, on. You know, blacklisted a guy for his uh, stance on Black Lives Matter and, uh, actively covered up the danger of uh head injuries for decades exactly so yeah you know oh, that was that was another that was another thing i saw about travis that he did kneel yeah to help support um like i thought that was really cool i didn't know that yeah he's a good boy he's a good boy he's he's checking all the boxes i hope this works out but if it doesn't it's okay but i've yeah. never seen her look happier also I mean, that last dude was bad. The one from that shitty band? 
oh my god but i feel like i feel like all of us have that kind of boyfriend though i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not supporting i mean that was terrible like the things that he said and things that he's done like he's a terrible vile piece of shit and that's so shitty when you date someone and you know their morals are bad and you need to continue dating them like that's something that you know i'll gladly you know state that you know taylor doesn't make good decisions sometimes we don't make good decisions sometimes and it's like yeah. i don't uh, yeah uh, yes uh you know my history with that has been not the wisest of decisions being made but I know and that's why I can't go to Australia if there's yeah. a Star Wars celebration there because like I'm not going to make it back. But anyway, yeah, but that's always that's why I go, okay, well Yeah, it sucks that she's with this guy who's obviously a piece of shit, but I don't, you know, there's only so much you can blame somebody for that. You just got to go, okay, well, hopefully it we look again, it's not like I know her, but she seems like a decent enough person who shouldn't be dating a complete piece of shit. Yeah, like she's the type of person where every concert, everywhere she goes, she ends up donating to the food banks or the animal shelters. Like she's a good fucking person. Yeah, and I saw like when she was giving all the the bonuses to like the people who like the the teamsters and the to, like people who do like the setup for the show and all of that. Like she seems good. Yeah. So when I see or hear people like say like I'm tired of hearing about Taylor Swift to the NFL. I'm tired of hearing Taylor Swift, you know, on my TV, yada yada yada. Like all these Travis and all these Taylor commercials, like. I understand and it'll go away, but, you know, be thankful that it's actually about two good hearted people who both deserve love and happiness and all these other things. Because how would you feel if you're in that position where you are the star of the NFL now? Like, that's crazy. That's I don't know how I would feel if like when I started going to NFL games that everyone wanted pictures of me and video of me like that's fucking that, that's exciting i don't know i i heard that sales of his jersey went up 400 percent. yes and you and you hear all you know you always get people being like oh it, it's like a it's like a fake relationship they're doing it for publicity which i'm like look i'm not saying that's never happened in the history of celebrity it's like we, we know for certain it's happened like in in several cases but I mean, Taylor Swift doesn't really need to be more famous. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't see what she would be getting out of that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure either. When I see that the whole like this relationship is for publicity thing, the two people I see it from most are men and um. People that call oh. themselves gaylers. There's people that are out there and believe that like Taylor's gay. And they want her to be gay. And because of that, they, you know, create these rumors and everything that, like, everything's PR, everything's this. You know, it's kind of, like, fetishizing, like... Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah there's the weird fetishism for it. But also, like, look, man, this this isn't, like, 1950s Hollywood. She's not fucking Rock Hudson. If she were gay, she could just come out and be gay. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, there are plenty of people who cannot who are in situations like where they can't come out for, you know, family reasons or job reasons, whatever. Taylor Swift is not in that situation at all. Mm-hmm. So like the weird, like, oh, she's secretly like, you know, her publicists are forcing her into like in these fake relationships. D- that narrative 
is uh, just sort of ridiculous, I think. Yeah, her publicist tree is definitely not forcing her to be like, all right, the celebrity of the month you're going to date is spins wheel Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. Like, th- there's no way. Like, well, yeah, I genuinely, if, yeah. If her publicity team has that much control over her relationship, she wouldn't have dated the shitty guy from the crappy band. Yeah. Well, the worst part is, is that, like, they've known each other for years. And they dated back in 2019. And then, like, he went on a podcast and talked shit about, like, she was, like, sleeping with her was terrible because, like, she was too skinny or something. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. He's gross. He is gross. Uh, he was just at the Hollywood Bowl recently. I saw some pictures. I'm just like, gross. But I don't know. People suck. People are gross. And then, like, what do you do about it? You know? Like, just don't date them. But if you do date them, you know, at least you got out. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wish them all the best. Even if it's just, like, you date for a couple months and you realize you aren't you know, supposed to be with that person. Like, at least you like, you had some fun. You went to some football games. You met like his nice mom. Yeah, it was really sweet. His mom was late to the second game because uh, his brother plays football too for the Eagles. So mom went from that game to this game and Taylor saw her and gave her a hug and was like explaining to her the game. I don't know. I can't really lip read, but it was really cute. I support it. I love it. I hope it lasts, but if it doesn't like, I don't know. I feel like Taylor right now is at the point where um, not like overexposed, but it's like I feel like I've been seeing her more in the media lately. And I feel like the last time that happened was like when all that like Kanye stuff happened and like she kind of disappeared for a long time. So like when I see stuff like this again, like I kind of fear like, oh, God, like something might happen. I mean, like I'm not sitting here like like being like oh god like something you know like normal like normal fears i don't know for people you like you just want people to be successful happy etc cetera, etc cetera. it just it's like you know when you see something happen once it could potentially happen again i don't know but, but i mean hopefully. when are you when are you seeing the uh eras movie uh the 13th okay yes so that's like opening day right yeah and i'm seeing it again on um the next night too so the 13th and the 14th so (laughs) oh yeah i decided to treat myself to 20 dollar movie tickets because i don't normally get 20 dollar movie tickets so this is what movie tickets cost here yeah because normally i do like the cheapo tickets so like i'm only spending like six seven bucks a ticket but i think like one of them was 14 dollars or 19 dollars another one was like 20 something I think I did an IMAX for one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's why it was more expensive because the yeah, yeah, second yeah. night is IMAX. And I think the second night is more full than the first night. My only regret, though, is um, I went to a theater closer to my house because I was like, I just wanted to be comfortable. Um, but I feel like I should have gone to another theater that had more seats because, like, I want to be with as many people as possible because I think it's going to be a fun experience. But then it's like, do I know that yet? Oh, I don't know. See. Yeah, and then I have another Taylor Swift event that Let's Sing Taylor. That's on November. Uh, when is that? I th- yeah, November twelfth. So I don't know. Hopefully, I should be fine by then. I'm getting surgery soon, and I won't be able to move for a couple weeks. So hopefully, get all the fun stuff in. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll be okay by then too. You know, by like November twelfth. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
I don't know. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But and it's just fun things to do. I know we're trying to fit in a Disneyland date too, since my parents are getting back from their trip. My sister's like, let's go to Disneyland, and I'm like, well, we're going to Disney World already. But okay, more the merrier. I know because they finished um, Tiana's restaurant at oh, Disneyland. That's right. It's really cute. And then they finished, um, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, but the San Francisco area at California Adventure, like they redid it to look like Big Hero 6. Oh, the, the, what it, the, the Tokyo San Francisco one, yes. right? Yes. I saw some pictures of some amazing looking food coming out of there. Yeah, like they have like the, 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 the big guy and he's bred. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie yet. It's cute. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. But I don't really think there's much going on at Disney. So they're still doing reservations for some reason, which is weird because Disney World, right when we go, is stopping them. So I don't know why. Cal- well, I think just California doesn't want Californians at Disneyland still. And Florida just doesn't, doesn't just doesn't give a shit because Florida's yeah, yeah, dealing yeah, yeah. with its own shit. Florida has Ron DeSantis and people that were there on January 6th. So completely understand where where Disney is coming from. Oh, did you see the first episode of Bake Off or Baking Show, as it's called over here? Yes, it's called Baking Show over here. Here, here, Netflix has it listed as the Great British Baking Show, as opposed to the Great British Bake Off. But I always hear people call it Bake Off anyway. So yeah, um, it's Bake Off, but it was beautiful. I was really happy to see it. I'm glad Matt Lucas is gone because he got very grating and I don't think was nice enough for this show. Yeah, the new host is lovely. She's really nice. Yes, it feels more like when Mel and Sue were on. I mean, Noel is very nice and seems to get along with the contestants very well, too. But I miss Mel and Sue. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, and they I had a like, good time. Mary Berry, but... God bless Mary Berry. But Prue has really grown on me. I love Prue. I can't imagine Bake Off without Prue. I know it's weird because I, when I first heard she was going to be on it, like I'd seen her on some judge on some more like serious cooking shows. And I'm like, oh, she can be pretty like harsh, but she's a nice one on this one. She probably just really loves cake and sweets and all the lovely things. Um, And she always has good glasses. Yes, her glasses this season are lovely. I can't wait to see how she switches it up. But I know. I loved the animal cakes. I love the beaver, even though it lacked flavor. The number of beaver jokes. So good. But the first one was the best because it was when Prue didn't realize what she was saying. With the, what was it like, come show us your beaver or something like yeah. that. So tell us about your beaver. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody could keep it together but some of the cakes were really cute like the highland cow you know how much i love the highland cow yes i knew you were gonna love that i didn't text you about it because it's like i knew we would talk about it today i got so but, excited about it that I'm like as when he said that he was doing the highland cow especially because he was doing it because it's his mom's favorite i'm like oh no please don't be shitty but then it turned out to be really cute and the robin was amazing oh i know i really like her a lot Yes, I, I am on the uh, the website that has all their names so that I get them all correct. Yeah, Tasha. Tasha, that's right. Um, And I like 
Who's the older guy? The guy older who's guy, like, guy. there's one guy who's older who who makes some comment about, oh, like, oh, I didn't think I was very good. That's why I didn't try out for until like, you know, like 14 seasons or something. Keith, because he was the one that said he made the cake for his dad that was uh, in World War Two. Yes. Yes. I liked him. I like, you know, I always I pretty much always like everybody. It's just a matter of degree. Yes. Um, I thought Dan was funny because, of course, the the chemical engineer or whatever engineer is the one that, like, does the best in, like, the beginning challenges. That's always a trend. Um, I was sad about Amos. I don't think that Amos deserved to go home. Like, I thought that his killer whale cake was spectacular. Like, I mean, I, I mean, like, it's fair. Like, trying to make a whale cake, that seems very hard. There's no, like, easy pose to do that you can make it. Yeah. Who else do I Let's like? See. Abby um, seemed nice. Yeah, Amos, that made me sad. I would have liked to see him for another. Christy was fine. There's always somewhere. I'm like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, Maddie is adorable. Yes. What's funny too is that you know he's all he he has like that young young person haircut. I mean I say young person haircut, but we're the same fucking age. And I don't know, he kind of looks like a fuck boy a little bit, but like he's so sweet in the show. Like the show really brings out like so much happiness and warmth he's and a positivity. Teacher. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's just that he was a PE coach. Yeah, this my on my list. I said it could have says PE and science teacher. Yeah, because I I remember on the show it just said that he was a PE coach. Yeah, because I'm reading the same thing as you. So yeah, that's cool that he's yeah. a science teacher too. He does not look like a science teacher. Good for him. Let's see. Um, Nikki was funny too. I always like when they kind of flirt with Paul, the older women. Yeah, that's always my favorite. Um, I like Rowan too. Rowan's cool. Saku's really nice. She like just some of her like flavors seemed so good. Yeah. And I liked her. I liked Tasha. Yeah, Tasha was great. It's awesome. She's the first ever deaf contestant to complete on Bake Off. So she has an interpreter, too. And the interpreter yeah. is really great. I, I loved when uh, her bake hadn't gone well and Paul was doing his thing. And as they're leaving, Noel just leads over to the interpreter. And like, I hope you left some of that out. <laughs> But no, it's just, it's a bunch of lovely people and they make cakes. And I like that. And I'm very, very glad that they are not doing, we've already talked about, they're not doing International Week this time. So we're hopefully going to avoid some of the weird uh, racial stereotyping that we have gotten before. And again, Matt Lucas is gone. And that I can't, like, I don't think I realized how much he annoyed me even until he was gone. And I'm like, oh, it's so much better without him. Yeah, I, I didn't find him too much, but like not having him here is nice too. So I didn't hate him in the beginning. It just like he really started to get on my nerves. And I just, she is so much nicer and more pleasant. I love the Gone Father intro. Oh, God. I cannot. The intros, oh, they make me cringe so hard. And it's like, they're just perfect. <sighs> I love it. But yeah, no, Bake Off was good. It was um, 
Well, I was going to say it was one of the best shows I watched this week, but also Love is Blind is really good, too. Okay. So you, you don't watch Love is Blind, but let me let me break it down for you without giving you too many spoilers. So there is two people that met in the pods that had previously dated before. Yes. Okay. Never happened before. And so the girl that the guy was with, but also keep in mind, like, this guy is the worst guy in the world. Gaslighter, manipulator, like, shouldn't be on T, shouldn't, shouldn't be here because he's a dick. And the, the girl that likes him finds out, you know, from him that, hey, I dated someone and she's here. And, like, they were actually really close friends. Like, she starts talking to her, like, oh, my gosh, like, you're going to love Uche. Like, he has a dog. He lives over here. I know his friends. Like, she's just giving him, like, too many, giving her too many, too much information. And she's like, whatever, I'm leaving. I'm done. And then, like, the producers have to tell him that, hey, um, Aaliyah left. Uh, sorry. And then he call, he makes them call her. And then he's like, how dare you leave? How dare you let someone get in the middle of our relationship? And she's like, what? And then she's like, I'm sorry. And then he's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm I, I'm done with this conversation. Like, he's the one who wanted to call her. Now, he's just some misogynistic lawyer asshole dick. And I don't know. There's there's other random stuff going on in the show right now. Um, but it's a really good season. Everyone's terrible. There was some guy that was there. Okay, wait, wait. I need I need to sit properly for this one because this one is still. Oh, I got a bag leg cramp. Okay, I'm better now. This this one is still mind boggling to me. Okay, so there was this couple, JP and Ashley. JP, this motherfucker, everything he wore was an American flag. Like motherfucker was definitely there on January sixth. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's terrible when you watch shows and you see someone and you're like that. Like, you know, when you have like certain personality, like certain quotas that people meet, this mm-hmm. motherfucker met, I was there on January 6th. Like he was there, like he was fucking there, Emily. He was wearing American flag shirts, American flag shorts when he was in the beach in the Cancun, American flag shorts. This motherfucker. So he sees, um, cause he picks Ashley and, um, once you get per once you get proposed or once you get engaged, then you see each other. And, you know, she was wearing like a normal amount of makeup, like she had fake lashes. And he even said something about it. He's like, Oh wow, like I wasn't expecting your lashes. And then they get to Cancun because they go to Cancun afterwards for like a little like honeymoon trip or pre honeymoon trip slash like just a little trip to go on. And like he kind of is avoiding her the whole time. Like, just, like, not talking to her. And she's kind of, like, going a little crazy about it. Like, to the point where it was just, like, at first, like, we as viewers didn't really understand it. Where she just keeps talking about, you were just so surprised to see me. Like, why are you so surprised to see me? Like, do you think I'm, do you not think I'm pretty? Like, yada, yada. And he's like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. And finally, she's like, I'm fucking fed up. Like, this isn't going to last if you're going to tell me, if you're not going to tell me, like, what's going on. And he's like, you wear too much makeup and you're fake because of it. What the fuck? That is the worst thing I think I've ever heard any man say about a woman's like appearance. That she's fake because she wears makeup. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't even worn makeup this whole trip. Like, I, wore, I wear makeup. Like, you can't tell me I can't wear makeup. And then she's like, whatever, I'm leaving. And then the next morning she's like, yeah, I'm done with you. Like, good, good for her. Yeah. 
I'm so happy that she didn't put herself like through that because what a terrible man, what a terrible human being for you to judge someone because they wear makeup. It's so like just ugh, like ugh, gross. I yeah, just dis- disgusting. I hate it. I'm glad that he's not there anymore. I'm glad that he can no longer judge people for what they wear, for what they look like. Fuck you. I hope someone finds out that you were there because you're fucking there January 6th. Um, You're watching The Golden Bachelor. I watched the first episode. Has there been more than one episode yet? Not yet. I think tonight's the second episode. Okay. Yeah, I watched the first one. Oh, my God. Why? I don't know. Sometimes I watch The Bachelor. And then my hope is there will be less, like, gross catty fighting because mm-hmm. that's what always turns me off on the bachelor and the like and the bachelorette is i always come and thinking oh it'll be fun just like trashy like and then i just i, I hate watching people fight mm-hmm. and so i always end up stopping watching somewhere along the way but i don't know i'm hoping maybe with some more mature contestants it won't be quite as bad with that and he just seems like a nice old man. And it's Gary, right? It's Gary, but it's like G-E-R-R-Y, which I would assume was Jerry, but he do- he doesn't pronounce it that way. I always thought, because I, I haven't really watched The Bachelor in years, but I keep up with it, like on Twitter and um, Reddit. I I just always thought it was Jerry. Jerry is, Jerry is the way you would nor- you would normally pronounce it just like you would pronounce it if it were spelled with a J. But so he bizarre. says he pronounce he pronounces it Gary. It's so, hmm. yeah he yeah he was like yeah I know it's weird I read some interview with it because I actually looked it up because when I when I when he was with you know you first you just see it in the text and I'm like oh his name is Jerry but then I heard a couple of the women saying it and I'm like. Is this no. an accent thing? Am I mishearing this? Did I see it wrong? And I'm like, oh no, he's just spelled, he just pronounces his name weird. That's so bizarre, but I'm glad to hear that it's good because it might be a show um, when I'm on my sick leave that I'll start up. <gasps> yes, that seems like it might be good for that. I mean, yeah, look, maybe it's not me. You know, yeah. yeah, I just saw the one, you know, so far. So it's they haven't even like been on any dates yet. And I think it's a really short season. Mm-hmm. From what I read, they were doing like they were doing not as long. It's I don't know, however long it normally is, it's like several weeks shorter than that. Now I agree. In terms of how many of the episodes that means the show is, I don't know, but just in terms of the filming. Yeah, I I think that by yeah, like I'll have like a couple lined up because it's like I I I'm I'm slowly creating a list of things I want to watch. Um, Project Runway, have you been watching that? Is that on uh, Peacock or? Yes. Yeah, it's on Peacock. I did okay. it a couple weeks ago. Okay. I don't think I have Peacock, but I think I'll try to find a way to, maybe I'll get Peacock uh, just to watch it. I can give you my Peacock login if you want. Ooh, I might take you up on that. If I don't get a free membership, because I feel like I get a free membership or something, or like Carlos, my, he just got a new iPhone, or no, I wish new iPhone, you get a new phone, so hopefully i would say you can often find deals for peacock i got an entire year peacock for 20 bucks oh shit that's pretty good yeah i'll have to see if that deal still exists so project runway golden bachelor i need to finish high school musical the musical the series 
Um, Loki. I don't know. I saw a review from someone saying that like Loki was bad, and that makes me want to watch it because I'm like, is it? It's Tom Hiddleston. Loki was good. Yeah. Oh, and the new season was bad. I mean that they said but the, the new, new season's season not was on bad. yet. I think they had a press screening. Okay, maybe it is. Like, look, I really enjoyed the first season. Maybe the second season's bad, but I thought the first one was at least int- more interesting than anything else they were doing. And Owen Wilson's in it. And I like yeah. Sylvie a lot. Yeah, Sylvie was great. Owen Wilson was too. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm slowly adding things to my list. And yeah. it's, it's like, I have to watch Bake Off every week. I have to watch um love is blind every week for i think there's a show in there too i need to watch every week i don't know um but yeah i'm just trying to think of what to do on my sabbatical and have that's you, what yeah uh you have netflix right yeah have you watched glow up oh <gasps> i love glow up okay oh my god new season i've been i, I binge watched most of it okay you watch it too yeah but i already saw this season because it was on in the i was watching it as it was on in the uk Oh, that's cool. I was just pirating it. But I know. Um, I did I've not really enjoyed this season much as the other ones. Mm, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't I don't know if I wasn't feeling the contestants as much or I wasn't feeling the challenges as much, but it was probably both. One of the contestants was really catty like during the during one of the group um ones. Like he was just like unnecessarily like catty to people. And then I think, Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. Like, be nice to people. Like, these are wholesome shows. Yeah, I uh, watch Great Pottery Throwdown if you haven't watched that. Okay, I like pottery. I, I think those are on HBO Max. That's a that was another like that was one like Bake Off. You know, it's British people making things and they're nice. Yeah, I like that. And one of the judges, he's kind of like the anti Paul, and that he's like so excessively like like look, he can tell people their thing is shit, but if he likes it. Like, he will just start to cry. Oh. And it's the sweetest thing. Man, the day that we get tears out of Paul Hollywood, I mean, I think that just... <laughs> I think that would scare me. I know. Like, I would really want that. I mean, the fact... Like, when he was giving handshakes because of those fucking cakes, I knew they were good. Yeah, you really you earn it with him. Oh, my God, I loved it when she, when she was so nervous and he gave her the hug. Oh. He's so nice. That like made me that like look, I like Paul, but that made me win win. Oh, Paul's a sweetie. Paul is a sweetie. I Paul is so good. Like there's nothing bad you can say about Paul other than that we don't see him enough. <laughs> okay, Brittany. I gotta ask you. I mean, we've been recording for like forty five minutes so far. <laughs> we probably need to talk about the last couple episodes of Soka. By which I mean, you need to talk about the last couple episodes of Soka because I don't watch the show. But that would recall me having to remember what happened. And normally I, I block out bad things from my, no, here, let me, let me actually refer to a, a tweet I made. I mean, I'm pretty fucking proud of this. So when I saw Taylor Swift, during her 1989 concert you know she she would kind of go on stage and like before every song like she would have a speech and 
one of the speeches before her song Clean was, or one of her, like, one of the things that she said, quote, I think that, in my opinion, one of the greatest things that a human being can ever do is to go through something unbearable and then share their experience with the world. <laughs> that is how I feel about expressing my feelings about Ahsoka. Jesus fucking Christ. 110%. That's pretty grim. It's terrible. It, it was so bad. I'm so happy that it's over because I don't have to pretend anymore to care because it's like, I care, but I don't like, I have conversations that where people ask me about it at work and I'm just like, I'd rather talk about anything else because this I hate this show. And it's like, no, I'm happy to talk to them because it's like, I love talking to people and it makes me happy seeing them being happy, but I hate this show so fucking much that <laughs> I just want them to talk about something else. Like, please, like, talk about this. Like, talk about that. Like, I'm oh happy God. that you're happy about this, but I... this show is the worst thing that's ever been produced in Star it Wars. makes me so happy how much you hate this show. I fucking hate it. Emily, let me tell you, I knew, like, the icing on the cake of how much I hated this show was that um, at the very end of this episode, Ahsoka and Sabine walk off, and then, like, before then, Sabine is like, Huh. And and Ahsoka's like, what? And she's like, oh, I, I thought I, I felt something. And she just walks away. And then Ahsoka walks away too. And then guess what appears? Hmm. A force ghost Anakin. What, just like watching them like a creep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, controversial theory here. I understand that Anakin was Ahsoka's master like jedi master i mean he was a jedi master for her i would say for a good year and a half um i i know that they i just not sure how strong of the bond of anakin and ahsoka really is because if i was force ghost anakin i think i want to hang out with my actual fucking child luke skywalker versus you know ahsoka tano and is this based off of my opinions of Rosario Dawson or my opinions on Ahsoka Tano? Like, I'm not sure. It's probably somewhere in the middle, but I just, I don't think any of this was good. This last episode, Emily, like there are so many Clone Wars, like throwbacks. And then like they show the statues of, do you remember that episode when they're on Motor? And then like, there's like the, the, the the guy then the girl the i don't know the first sister or the first brother like, oh yeah that's stupid shit i hate it yeah so balin the second to last episode was like i feel something i'm gonna go towards it and he goes towards their statues so he thinks that they're calling to him okay and that's how they end the sh that's how they end like his arc okay nothing really resolved emily right. in this show nothing resolved Thrawn got on his shippy ship and went to the galaxy, like the galaxy of Star Wars that we're in. And this motherfucker, I don't think he knows that the Empire is gone. I don't think anyone's telling him because he keeps saying like long live the, or he keeps saying like for the Empire, for the Empire. I don't think these motherfuckers have told him. That, uh, well, that's maybe that's just like you know you're like when you're like the last guy on your ship and everybody else is dead and you're like you know for term your majesty or something like that you know yeah but what's strange is that like everyone else around him knows like borgen knew okay wait 
could we talk about how Morgan Elizabeth, that, that's such like a Morgan Elizabeth, like that's just such like a basic name. Like, oh, yeah, Morgan's over there. Morgan, oh, yeah, Morgan became a witch and then Morgan died. Like, yeah, Morgan, Ahsoka, be, Morgan is like, that's what you call, that's like a all my children character. Yeah, yeah, Morgan, yeah, I, I'm going to get offensive with that. Um, so I'm going to stop myself. Um, Morgan died. Rest in peace, Morgan. She became a witch. And then, like, the witches were like, oh, Morgan died. And and I almost said Thanos. Um, Thrawn was like, oh, good. <laughs> wrong creature. Wrong colored creature. Um, he's like, oh, good. Like, she served her purpose. And then so he, they get they get back to our galaxy, our Star Wars galaxy. And the first place they go to is Bucky. No, they the first place they go to is Dathomir. Because they're going to meet up with Mother Talzin. And, oh, Emily, I didn't even tell you the best part. So before they leave on the shippy ship to go to uh, Dathomir, um, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra are fighting all these stormtroopers. And then the Dathomir witches, like, do this little, like, kumbaya um, hex thing. And all the stormtroopers that died come back to life and they're zombies. (sighs) Okay. And then they realize they can't escape them. And then... I don't know. There was just a lot going on this episode. And then last episode, the only like semi redeeming part is like they're they've out of all the characters that they're doing really well. It's Ezra. Weird. Weird. Like it's very strange. Like they're giving him this like Messiah. Like I came back from the dead. I'm going to save the world like type of thing, which like that's okay, I guess, because he reunites with Hera because he somehow finds the coordinates to the, um, the Re- new republic ship and then he finds Hera. I don't know, which I also think is stupid because I think that Thrawn would know better. I think it's stupid too that Thrawn kept Ezra alive. I don't know. I just th- this show was so bad and I'm so glad it's over. I mean, the highlights were Ray Stevenson rest in peace and I think that's it. If anything I take away from this show is that Ray Stevenson is the the motherfucking man. And dude, oh I'm my so god, sorry he's, so, he's not here with us. Yeah. He was so fucking awesome in Rome. Like he made the show watchable. Amazing. Yeah, he that guy is great. I thought that if if you motherfuckers want to talk about overexposure, that is unfortunately Anakin Skywalker in the show like there's just too much nostalgia there's too much hey let's refer to this thing let's refer to this thing that we remember um so much Clone Wars lore in this episode too like even there was some stuff like Carlos kept asking me a lot of questions like you know that like stereotypical you know like aunt or someone that we were watching TV and they're like what's this what's that what's that like I feel like that was Carlos last night God love him because it's like he the, the people that don't watch Clone Wars like they didn't know a lot of this stuff yeah I don't know this show had no plot there is no point of it existing. We don't even know what's going to happen. I mean, obviously we know that Thrawn's not going to fucking fake it because he's not in any of the sky, the, um, the sequel trilogy. So I don't know. Like this is just, it just feels like a waste of time, you know, like a waste of time with really bad flashback scenes when they can't even afford to like make an actual scene. It just, it's all dusty, you know, at any time does Thrawn feel like a threat? No, I don't fear him like I feared Thrawn. I mean, um, Thor. No, not Thor. Uh, Thanos. Thanos? Yeah, Thanos. <laughs> Got there, um, he's like, 
he's very tricky and he knows he knows where like people are going or what people are doing but there's really no he's just some big blue motherfucker like he's like from the blue man group like i don't fear the blue man group like even though they are kind of scared like freaky like i remember being a kid in vegas and seeing their the 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 little like billboard of all of them and like it's kind of intimidating because it's like they're kind of looking like their eyes are all wide and they're blue and it's like why the fuck are they blue so that's what i think of when i look at thrawn also he's very tall his pants are way too fucking poofy and it just the, from from hair to hairline from hairline to blue like it just looks funny i don't know i think they could have done the chiss better but i just don't he's not scary he's not scary like there's no consequences to this i mean the best part of the show i think is that sabine and hera are now trapped on that planet in another galaxy like there's no way for them to leave oh we find out why ahsoka and sabine had a little falling out i guess like ahsoka was afraid that, like sabine would go like hardcore sith because her family died on mandalore but i mean i think we already figured that out and it was kind of stupid how they drag that out until like the last episode until okay. like i think like ezra asked like hu yang he's like what the fuck happened with them and hu yang was like oh here's what happened with them so yeah so her wait so her response to fearing she was go evil was to like abandoning her yeah like go e- evil ham like she was all of these that like man the, like look i know like technically she's not a jedi or whatever they have the stupidest motherfuckers in terms of any sort of human interaction. And you think Ahsoka of all people should know better than that. Yeah. And one of the other things too was that she was afraid that uh, that uh, Sabine was becoming a Jedi for all the wrong reasons. Because, you know, Jedi shouldn't want revenge. You know, because that was one of the things I remember the most about why George Lucas changed the name of Return of the Jedi from Revenge of the Jedi is because a Jedi does not seek revenge. And yeah. I think that's what Ahsoka feared Sabine would do. But, I mean... I don't even think Sabine knows what color she wants to dye her hair tomorrow. Like, I will show Sabine. Like, I feel like Dave really, like, de-aged her by, like, 10 years on this show. Like, she still acts like she's, like, a 15-year-old girl. But, I mean, I understand somewhat that, like, Sabine's been fucking through it, apparently. I mean, she lost her whole family. Um, But I just, I felt this, like, teenage angst. Yeah. from her this whole season and i just feel like she could have been given a better script and ahsoka too like she, all she's been doing this whole fucking time is just crossing her arms and saying like oh i used to have a master named anakin that's it yeah i'm glad i didn't stick try to stick with it i'm just happy it's over so i can like move on with my life but i mean hey if you fucking liked it like i'm happy for you i just didn't and i don't want to rub it in my face that i didn't like it anymore so i'm glad i can stop talking about it now just give me bad batch i want to see my girl yeah i want to see characters that actually have like a plot and a storyline and i want to see what happens yeah i want to see what actually happens to little omega because she's with the the her sister clone yeah now yeah we found out it was her another fucking clone that was awesome yeah that was cool yeah so i'm excited for that to come back that's about it Mm. (laughs) i'm just still so happy that they included animated critic that was so good 
I was so excited. I'm glad nobody spoiled it for me. That was the best. I know. <sighs> oh, remember liking Star Wars? I feel like this community made me hate Star Wars. <laughs> like, not hate it, but I feel like I became more cynical because I know more what's going on and you know, with the movies and everything. And, you know, obviously, like, when you're around people with different opinions, that makes you realize I can form my own opinions, too. Not that I didn't have my own opinions before, but it's like I feel like, you know, my opinion was the only opinion I knew. And all these other opinions, and then I'm able to, oh, okay, like, this person thinks this. Like, that's a really good point. This person thinks this. That's a really good point, too. Um, Also, all the shitty things happened in Lucasfilm, I found out, too, you know, being in this community. But... Um, it's definitely made me more cynical to the future of Star Wars and what Star Wars currently is right now, because I just think Star Wars could be better. Like, I don't have an answer to how it could be better, even though it's like, I obviously want an answer. Like, I'm a fixer. Um, this just isn't it. Dave running Star Wars is not going to be a successful Star Wars. Dave running Star Wars is just going to be nostalgia central usa like we're never going to see any new characters all we're going to have is live action flashback episodes of the clone wars he's going to bring back the clone wars live action i hope not i i really fucking hope not but that's what this show is honestly is season three of season six of rebels yeah i just i have i got no interest in any of it this show probably would have been better animated. I think I would have been less critical of it if it was animated, which yeah. I know that doesn't make sense, but I feel like the live action shows like hold a lot more. Cause I mean, it's the storyline, not saying that the animated shows aren't, but I feel like a wider audience watches the, the live action show. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I just, this just wasn't good. Um, I wish it was better. I I have nothing more positive to say. I mean, I don't even think I said anything positive other than about Ray Stevenson. But I'm glad it's over. Like, this is like a, a victory of mine that the show is over. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Anything else? Um, or otherwise? No. I Thank God. No, I think that's it. I don't think we have a lot of Star Wars news for a while, too. No, probably not. Good. I need a break. Yeah. Brittany, where are you on the internet? You can find me on social media as Canto Brit. What about you? <sighs> I am on social media at EF Lind. The show is at Cantobite Pod. You can email us, CantobitePod at gmail.com. Let Brittany know if there's some good, nice show she should watch when recovering from surgery. Yeah, or just, I don't know, just talk to me. I don't know, like, shoot me a message. Like, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I shouldn't be that doped up on morphine, but maybe <laughs> I will be and it'll be fun. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay you tuned. know, in a couple of weeks. And we'll be, able to re- we'll be able to record more, too. I mean, I don't know about more, but, like, I don't, well, I don't know. Well, we'll see how you are feeling once you've actually had surgery. 
yeah then i can like i could talk about like because uh i i had the doctor um i had the doctor draw me like a portrait of like how much they're taking out of my back um i'll just fucking say it they found skin cancer on my back i had like this like weird mole thing and i scratched it off last year and like something didn't feel right like it was still like itching a lot and i went to my dermatologist and i was like hey remove this shit and they're like no and then i called them back i'm like please remove it i don't like it and they're like okay and then they were like oh we removed it you don't have to worry about it (laughs) they call me four days later and they're like hey that was skin cancer removed so they're concerned about how deep it is so they want to do something called a wide local excision where like they like cut like an eye and it's in my back and it's just inconvenient and then also too like they're concerned about it spreading to my lymph nodes so they're going to test my lymph nodes whenever they find them to see if it's spread if it's spread to my lymph nodes they think that i would be bumped up to like stage two cancer or something but i don't know it's weird i don't like having cancer it's such a weird fucking thing i hate having to like tell people i have cancer too i'm just ready for this to be done i'm getting surgery soon hopefully we'll get it all out and if we didn't get all of it out then hopefully i do whatever i need to do to get it i don't know it's a weird fucking time yeah so you know we're gonna we'll podcast when and as we can but if we need to be off for a little bit we will be but yeah if you find a new mole or if you have a mole that changes size or shape they say specifically look out for moles with irregular edges. Just mm-hmm. be be aware of what's on your body. And if yeah. you're concerned about something, go to a doctor and get it checked out, please. Yeah. Or ask me. Like, I'm the melanoma expert now. Like, <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. It's it's melanoma, by the way. Uh, yeah. Um, melanoma. So, if you want pictures of what it looked like before too, like I'll send you pictures. But I feel like the biggest thing with me that felt weird is that it was always itching. Like my back was like, I mean, I probably like have been recording episodes with Emily for the past year and she's probably like seen me like scratch my back or something. Yeah. Like it always it it always would itch. I mean, it still itches now, which that probably tells me that they didn't get all of it out yet. But I mean, I'm so happy that they are. I'm so happy that like after a couple nudging, like they got every everything out and they were able to determine everything like I'm grateful I have such a good good medical team and you know I had a call with my dermatologist yesterday and she's like I'll be keeping up with you I'll be watching your chart and I'll be you know after your surgery like I'll be calling you like fantastic like so happy family's been like great too Emily is so great and I don't know why you're talking about you in third person but you've been fantastic through this like weird fucking journey because like I think I, I we were supposed to record one day and I called you and it was like I can't record I just found out I have cancer yeah I was like well, the funniest thing is is you're like I'm really sorry but I can't record tonight I'm like you know what I feel like of all the reasons to give I mean, I've, look, I'm never going to be mad if you have to cancel recording, but I, you know, I have skin cancer is pretty, pretty good. That'll shut up any uh, opposition pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, it's like, I, I feel bad, you know, because it's like, you know, you have to cancel things sometimes or it's like, you know, if, if there are events outdoors, it's like, I, I can't really be there anymore. I mean, I can be there just if from like 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., like you can't see me outside. Like that's. 
and it's crazy because it, it just it, ch- it changes you know it changes your whole world essentially you know like you know, when I go on runs now, it's like, I have to think about, okay, like, am I all sleeved up? Like, did I put enough sunscreen on? It just, it like makes you think so much of how much exposure you're getting to the sun and like everything. And I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm happy because it's like, obviously, like, you know, I could have, you know, a more aggressive cancer or something that like affects like you know, my health. I mean, I don't know that yet. That's the shitty thing too, is like, I don't know anything yet. Like once I get my lymph nodes tested, like that's when I'm going to find out more information. So it's like, I've been sitting here for like the past, like, I think it's been like month and a half, like two months and just like, like just waiting, just waiting for them. You know, first I was waiting for them to get a surgery date and now I'm waiting for the surgery date. And then I'm waiting for them to like, tell me if, you know, if cancer spread, but I don't know. It's weird. I tell everyone it's like such an inconvenience. It's like in the middle of my back. Like I can't wear Razorback sports bras anymore. I don't think I ever will be able to because of where the scar is and it'll just make me feel uncomfy. I don't know. Like I've been, I feel like I've like kind of reshaped my life a little bit because it's like you can't avoid the sun. So like, how do you, I don't know. It's just, it's been a weird, it's a weird journey, but it's like, I'm happy. Like I'm okay now. Like I have a good support group around me. Um, Yeah. It just, it's weird. I don't like it. And I don't, it's, it sounds like so ridiculous, but it's like, I don't like feeling like I'm like keeping this from like family or friends because it's like when there's something going on in my life, like I want to tell everyone. Right. Because it's like, I want people to be it. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I not that I don't want to disappoint people, but it's like I want everyone to know like what's going on because it's like I'm mm-hmm. such an open book. So like me feeling bad to tell people, oh, yeah, like I have skin cancer. Like it just has been one of the things where it's like I've been dreading like being like because it's like at first I wanted to wait until after the surgery and like it's barely October and I'm just like I'm done. Like, yeah, I want this yeah. to be over. Um I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird telling people, you know, cause it's like, yeah, you don't have to tell people, but it's like, you know, like my friends and family, like if people ask me how I'm doing, like I can't lie and say I'm good. Like I twitch, like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. Like I'm dealing with this skin cancer shit, but I'm just, I don't know, hanging around, yeah. I guess. Like just, yeah, just do waiting around for you. We'll talk about yeah. it when you want to, and we don't have to talk about it when you don't want to. Exactly. But, but yeah, it's, it's nice. I, I feel like I've ripped the, the bandaid off and like, shout out to Carlos has been like so fucking great too. Like, um, I have to have like a bandage on my back from like where they remove the bowl and like, I have to like replace a bandaid like every like 12 hours. And like, obviously I can't do it cause it's right in the, my fucking back. Like before he leaves for work every morning, he replaces the Band-Aid, like, puts on ointment on my back. And he's been doing this for, like, the past, like, month and a half. Like, not complaining at all. I, I think the – not complaining, but, I mean, we just make jokes all the time about, like, mm-hmm. the cancer stuff. Because it's, like, you can't cry about it. You can laugh. Which, like, I haven't cried about it yet. Like, I think that's, like, a I, – I'm giving myself, like, an award for that. that like, I haven't <laughs> cried about it yet. Like, I don't know what it is because I feel like, you know, like with Carlos's passport stuff, like I was crying for fucking weeks. I even was crying when I got home. But like they tell me I have cancer. I'm just like, let's just figure shit out. Let's let's, you know, like I'm just it's like it's fight or flight, honestly. So. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he's been great. 
You've been great. I can't imagine having a better best friend than you, especially like going through this journey because you're always there. You know, you're always, you know, asking me like how I'm doing and everything. And then like, but then that makes you feel guilty because it's like, I don't want you to worry about me. I'm okay. (laughs) So thank you. Look, we've uh, been through some, uh, you've been there for me through some real shit too. So, you know, like that's just what you do when you are, you know, for your best friend. That's what you do when your best friend has cancer. No. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Well, I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I just accidentally changed my screen. Okay. I hope it didn't. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just. It, it, it's just. It's a weird journey. I'm glad that it's almost over. Um, I'm glad that. You know, my work is great, too. I'm able to, like, take the time off and everyone's, like, really flexible. Because, like, that was the thing that made me the most sad is that, like, I don't talk about my work on the podcast because, like, obviously, like, you know, two worlds. Like, I, yeah. no one knows what I do on the podcast because it's, like, I love my job. I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, I'm a CIA agent. No, I'm kidding. Um, I I love what I do. And it makes me so sad that like, I can't be at work for like three weeks. Like when they told me like how long I would be out, like I was like, oh God, but it, it, I don't know. Like obviously like my health comes first, but it's like, I sad, I'm sad that I can't like do the things that I love for a little bit, you know, like I can't like exercise for a bit, which like, I'm terrified about that because like, I, you know, like I need, I need that, you know, that's like right. a stress relief. So like, I'm, I'm, it sounds terrible, but it's like, I feel like I'm more low key freaking out about that. Like I, the things that I can't do, like, obviously like versus like, oh gosh, like is, is everything going to be okay with me? I'm just thinking like, how am I going to survive like those three weeks, like bedridden because I can't move my arms because of the lymph nodes and I can't move my back. Like I can't even like make like regular arm movements. Like I can't even bend down to grab laundry in my laundry machine. What am I supposed to? Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do? Like it just, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's not as bad as Well, I don't know. I mean, it's bad. I mean, melanoma is bad. It's bad because it could spread it just it existing fucking sucks and you know it, that's the thing that's really shitty too is that you know i'm so fucking young and that like this could happen again that this could you know i could be in this scenario again at like 35 with like a couple kids and be like you know i have to juggle this and also like oh i have another like skincare f- or skin cancer flare i don't know i mean i'm rambling on too much but it just it sucks because it's like i have to deal with this for the rest of my life um i understand it could be worse but it sucks it sucks that i have this and it sucks that you know i was i was dealt this deck of cards but i don't know i mean who knows like you know this uh, i don't know i i hate being like you know gotta gotta stay positive you gotta you know do that but i don't know like maybe like maybe some good will come out of this i don't know like maybe i'll just be more diligent about like my outside health versus like you know focusing a lot on my inside health you know making sure that nothing as bad as this happens again because it's like I'm definitely gonna get things removed I'm definitely going to have to you know go to the dermatologist for the rest of my life I'm gonna have to you know make sure that you know I'm all sleeved up that I don't get sunburned you know that I watch what I do you know when I'm outdoors from 10 to 3 p.m you know so I don't know it sucks I mean 
there's obviously there's worse things going on in the world and there's like worse things that you know i don't know yeah but there's there's so much worse and you're you're allowed to say that it fucking sucks because it does yeah it sucks but it's like i'm grateful that this is it for now hopefully that this is it for now that you know i'm not in any pain right now i'm so thankful for that and i i just hope that it continues that way and I don't know, it's my first time, like, being under the knife for something this serious. I mean, I broke my arm when I was, like, in third, or, no, second grade. And I had to get, like, stints in my elbow. And then I had to get laughing gas for my wisdom teeth surgery. But that was fucking traumatic because they gave me, like, really strong drugs. And, like, I didn't react to them well. Like, I just, I had felt like, you know, the feeling when you feel like you're going crazy? Mm-hmm. It, like, it kind of felt like that. So, like, I'm just, I feel like I'm more nervous for recovery versus anything else, which, like, I, I yeah. almost feel guilty about that because it's, like, I feel like I should be worried about, like, did the cancer spread? But it's, like, I'm sitting here, like, how am I going to survive on the couch for two weeks? But <laughs> I guess that just really shows, like, how lucky I am, like, where, like, my priorities are right now. Or it's just me not wanting to, um, wanting to accept it wanting to accept that this is what's going on and this you have to suck this up i don't know but but yeah i don't know i was definitely not expecting or yeah i was not expecting to talk about this so i i apologize if like this is not the episode that you know you you were thinking was gonna happen you know where where i'm talking about ahsoka and then i'm like you know what cancer sucks you know but maybe that's why I hate Ahsoka is because I found out during watching Ahsoka I had cancer. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck the show. Is but... Ahsoka worse than cancer? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Are you kidding me? This, it hurts more than my fucking melanoma. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me, Emily? They were, they probably were like, okay, like how, how much does it hurt when you scraped it off? And I was probably be like, well, it, it, watching Ahsoka was pretty bad this week. No. Um, yeah. That should be the title of the episode. <laughs> Is Ahsoka worse than cancer? No, that'd be pretty fucking terrible. Without the I can't title it that because unless you actually listen to the episode, it just is a horrible oh, yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, oh, yeah, like, I just, if jokes are fine, like, we can joke about this. This is fine. This is how I'm getting through this is jokes. Okay. I have a question for you then. Yes. You know how I like to put up pictures when I put it on social media? Yes. And sometimes it's like, like it's very tangentially related, and I want to see if people can make the connection. Mm Mm-hmm. Can I put up a picture? Can one of the pictures be... The animal mole. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I I thought you were going to ask for the the picture that I sent you of how big the incision's going to be. (laughs) No, no, no. I want to put a little cute, adorable, furry cartoon mole on it. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. That's perfectly fine. That's, like, wholesome and cute. Like, I wish that was on my back versus fucking melanoma. (laughs) And, no, what's the worst fucking part about it is that, like, I was talking to my dermatologist yesterday, and she was like... Your kind of melanoma is what keeps me up at night. We don't see cases like this. And I'm just like, 
<laughs> Motherfucker. Right. Like, Yay. here I am, Miss Rare Melanoma. Like, what are the fucking chances, Emily? Like, I know that I'm pale and I I know I knew this was going to happen. Like, I knew this was going to happen. Like, it was inevitable where I would find something on my body and have to get it removed. But I didn't think it was going to be fucking cancer. Like, I just thought that, oh, it was cancerous or something. Like, I didn't think that I'd get a phone call at work, you know, and be from a doctor just being like, oh, hey, um, what we found on your back was cancer. Let me... Let me let me show let me share with you the stages. Motherfucker started with stage four, and I'm thinking I have stage four fucking cancer. Holy shit! But then he's like, "Oh no, it's only one." I'm like, "Why did you start with four? I know the fucking stages of cancer. Why did you make me think for one second I, that but, I have no, stage you, four cancer?" You went to Doctor Nick from The Simpsons. It was a bad idea. You shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thank God that he scraped the motherfucker off my back. But the same motherfucker was like, oh, wow, this scraped off really nicely. You shouldn't lose sleep over this. <laughs> motherfucker, I didn't lose sleep, but you know what I lost? I, I lost everything. You know, Thanos, remember when he's like, what was it worth? No, it was not worth everything. I lost everything. I don't know. I, uh, Dr. Nick fucked, no, he, I don't know. The, the, the nice thing I can say about Dr. Nick is that he tested it and he was the one that, well, I don't think if he, I don't think he was the one that was in the medical lab, you know, no. testing it, but he was the one that scraped off my back. Okay. So thank you for that. And thank you for, cause he wrote and like on my doctor notes, cause I had asked like, how painful is this going to be? And he's like, oh, not that much. And he like, he said in the notes too, like patient tolerated pain. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, no shit. I'm a redhead. We can tolerate pain very well jacket but um that was that was very sweet but i don't know but uh, also like i don't don't know i just i i was not expecting at age 28 to find out that i have skin cancer like i was not expecting that like that just that was not in that was not in my i almost said bingo cards that was not in my what am i thinking i'm thinking of cards of yeah, yeah, no, bingo. bingo. Yeah, I think bingo yeah. cards. Yeah, that was not in my bingo cards. Like, I wanted so much this year. You know, I wanted to go on an international trip with my boyfriend. I wanted to get proposed to by my boyfriend. I didn't want fucking cancer. Yeah, no. I didn't want to go to Europe by myself. No. What the fuck? That, that, I mean, none of those things are his fault. Like, it's not Carlos's fault. Inten- intentionally it's not intentionally carlos's fault that he that he wasn't able to go to europe and it wasn't intentionally his fault that i got skin cancer i don't think it was his fault at all that you got skin cancer even unintentionally no, no because he mother motherfucker he is always like oh like whenever i'm out in the sun like you need to wear a hat like he even got me like a little car visor thing too like when i sit in the passenger seat so that like the sun doesn't get me like i feel like he's like always like wonder he's always so um he's so invested in this journey too for me and he like I told him I had an appointment with my doctor and he sent me like a shit ton of questions because he knows how I get like I feel like I get kind of deer in headlights when like Mm -hmm. I hear stuff like especially like I didn't know at first that they were going to like cut me open and do all this shit like and like put me down and everything put me under (laughs) and (laughs) I keep saying put down that's what it fucking feels like um and he had like a bunch of questions written down because I was just sitting there like I didn't realize it like I didn't realize the severe or like how serious it was because I was just like oh yeah like I was reading about it online like I read about like incisions I'm like okay like they're just gonna cut me open that day like I thought they were gonna do that surgery like that day 
but they're like, oh no, this is the pre-op. Like you actually have to like make an appointment and everything. Like, you have to do this. Like you have to take a pregnancy test before, like, like before my era's tour, like I have to go get blood taken out to make sure that like, there's nothing grown in me. Yeah. So it'd be no, that I swear to God, like that would be like the kicker. If like, if like, if anything else could be going, no, I do not want my future child to listen. No, I just, it just, ah, it's just, it's a year. It's a, it's been a year, Emily. Yeah. It's been, I mean, I feel like I've been handling it well, I think with everything, but I, I just don't know what else is going to happen. And I, yeah, I guess like I'm. I'm optimistic. I mean, like I planned a Disney trip because I was just like, I want to focus on something else. But then as soon as I planned it, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I trying to like mask? Like I'm going to plan a Disney trip. I'm planning a Disney trip because like I'm celebrating that. Like hopefully they got all the cancer out. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing. I'm probably giving like too much information, but I mean, I don't know. It's fine. It, it's fine. It's just, it's weird. You know, yeah. yeah, you can sleep on it. We can, if, if, if people are hearing this episode, it means you slept on it and decided it was okay. Otherwise we're going to end 20 minutes ago when we gave our socials. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's, that's a 50, 50. I'm, I'm really, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards no, but it's fine. But you can still include the mole. Okay, well, we'll talk. We'll see how you feel tomorrow. But okay. for now, anything else you want to say? No, that's it. I think I've said enough. Okay, all right. Right. I love you very much. And thank you to all of our listeners. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. I love you too. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany, the Jinj, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one.